get out of your own damn way and do more of what works. What's gotten you leads in the last six months? Where did the people who actually booked with you come from? What was their story? What was their interactions with you like? How did they go from here to there? Do more of what works. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit crashplan.com slash boss project for 50% off your first year of Crash Plan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. Crash Plan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, Crash Plan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with Crash Plan Professional. Crash Plan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about what it looks like to budget when your income is inconsistent. Perhaps your business's revenue is inconsistent and your pay is inconsistent, how can we help create more sustainability across the board so that you can get paid more often, more predictably? (laughs) Now, I know there's a lot happening right now in the economy. And so everything we're going to talk about today is what I would do when you want to be risk averse, i.e. what you want to be doing when you want to have a more conservative approach in a time of uncertainty. Now, if you wanted my riskier, more aggressive approach and a growth period, we can absolutely revisit this topic. Now, I know this will have instrumental impact in how you change your business finances, create more stability for yourself personally, financially and the future health of your business. This is the thing that will keep your doors open for years to come. Now, we're going to be talking about variable income and how to create a stable future. Now, I do know that part of getting there is having the right tools to navigate these challenges. And I know the incubator can provide so many of those tools for you. So we'll be chatting more about what that looks like and a little bit more on our fall cohort that's coming up super soon. Okay, let's start by talking about the waves of inconsistency. First of all, I need you all to get out of your brains that businesses grow linearly or exponentially, okay? They just don't. Have you guys ever seen a graph of the stock market? You know how it goes up and down and up and down, but like over time, it generally goes up, right? If you're looking at a long enough period, the stock market is a reflection of business in the U.S. economy. It is natural for business to go up and down. It is natural for business to not have every year be a growth year. It is natural for business 
to have periods where they're doing a bunch of hiring and periods where that business is smaller. And I don't want you to get in your head that that sort of change means you're doing something wrong or that you didn't prepare effectively or that you aren't a good leader because none of those things are true. (laughs) And running a business is so unpredictable. There are so many circumstances that can change at the drop of a hat, and it can be very stressful when you have variable revenue. And I know that (laughs) firsthand. I've been there. I've been in business eight years. I know what it feels like to feel like you have it all figured out one moment, and then the next you're like, holy shit, what the fuck are we going to do? I know that feeling. And you know, I felt it at every stage of business. I felt it early on when I first started my business. That first month, I was like, hell yeah, I replaced my personal salary. I was feeling fucking fantastic. But by that summer, which was only a handful of months later, I had a month I only made $75, which was less than our groceries for that month. And I was really concerned that I'd never be able to do this, that I'd never be able to make this stable enough that I could earn a real living. And that was frustrating. Those first couple of years, I had kind of a ritual for how I would handle our finances. And I do think some of those helped because I could really be predictable in how I was doing it. I would basically take every dollar that came into the business and a percentage of it was used in a certain way. Like a percentage of it went to me, a percentage of it went to savings, a percentage of it went to operations. And I knew that dollar for dollar. And so I got paid when the business got paid. And I got paid when those new client invoices came in. And so when a new client invoice came in, I just knew what the percentage was that I got to take home and I would put it in my bank account. But the problem was that was really inconsistent. (laughs) There could be months where there was six new client contracts and a bunch of money rolling in and other months where we were just like working on the work and it wasn't necessarily there to take out. And so I wanted to give you guys some insight into how you can create more stability. Now, early on, very early on, that first year perhaps, using a percentage-based way to pay yourself may be the most stable way to do it without you overdrawing what's going into the business. But for those of you who are a bit more booked out, I think what I'm about to tell you is going to be transformational for you. Now, we have clients who haven't even launched their businesses yet, to those of you who are making well over a million dollars a year. And in those developmental years, you need a place to start because those dollars don't always fall linearly. Even if you're booked out, those dollars don't always fall linearly. You could be doing fantastic and those dollars don't fall linearly, okay? So you might have a bunch of projects wrap up at the same time or you book out like a season in advance people pay ahead for working with you, or you're wrapping up projects that they finished paying on a month ago, that can create inconsistency. And so while there's definitely things we can be doing to create consistency in revenue, that's not necessarily what we're going to be talking about today. 
we're going to be talking about creating consistency in your income, your pay, the money that goes into your personal bank account. Okay. This isn't about taking every bump out of your business. Bumps will happen. This is about creating predictability in your personal financial future and helping you save appropriately in your business to manage the unpredictability that will inevitably come. Okay. That's what this is about. And this is very easy to implement. So if you are feeling concerned already, chill, we are going to do this together. And this doesn't have to be hard. And truly, if you're listening to this, I don't care if you're making a quarter of a million dollars or half a million or more. This works as long as there's money coming in monthly. I don't care if it's inconsistent, but as long as there's money coming in monthly, everything we're going to talk about still applies. Okay. And it's still something at this stage of business I'm thinking about all the time. Now you're going to adjust it over time and we'll talk about that, but this is still the way. Okay. Now why budget? Why put this in place in the first place? Well, the one that you're probably going to be the most excited about right now (laughs) is creating a reality in which you get paid on a consistent schedule, a consistent amount of cash. That's going to be the thing that makes you the most excited. I'll be honest. That's the thing that you want. That's the reason you were so hesitant to potentially leave a previous job because you liked the predictable paycheck and I get it. So I want to help you create that predictability in your personal finances. However, this is also about helping you understand the cash flow of your business, which is an essential part of learning how to manage your personal finances. It's also about budgeting for financial stressors, the inconsistencies, the down months, okay? And so I look forward to helping you figure this out. Now, a couple of things. There's a lot of different types of business structures, but what I'm talking about today will specifically apply to sole proprietors and S-corporations. And if you don't know which one you are, you're welcome to DM me over at Boss Project and I can help you figure that out. Now, the way you approach these is different if you're a sole proprietor or an S-corp, okay? It is different, but it's similar. Very, 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 very similar. So if it sounds like I'm using it interchangeably, it's because the section I'm talking about applies to both. If I have a differentiator, I will state the differentiator. Okay. So, how do we create consistency? How do we create that predictable paycheck? All right. The consistency cure is establishing a base salary. Now, whether it's actually a salary or not is something we're going to talk about, but that's the goal. I want you to have a predictable check hitting your personal account. Now, when this starts to happen, you can plan for things a lot more effectively. You can know what you can afford in terms of living, in terms of personal expenses, vacations, all of the things. This also will give you a better idea of where you're at compared to where you may have been in the past 
and give you some sort of frame of reference, understanding a base salary can be a lot easier concept to swallow than looking at business revenue to determine what your personal finances look like. Okay. So this is going to open up a lot for you. It's also going to create that predictability and stability you're looking for and give you an opportunity for savings inside of your business. It is so good. Okay. So how are we going to do this thing? First of all, let's differentiate between sole prop and escort. For a sole prop, you absolutely need separate banking. Okay. Please, 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 please. While every dollar that you earn in your business is immediately yours because you're a sole prop, having separate banking will allow you to create all the right and healthy habits that will keep you growing and give you a better understanding of how your business is working. So separate bank accounts. I encourage you to have at least a bank checking and a bank savings, okay? And the ability to pay yourself to your personal account. I don't care if you write a check. I don't care if you do a transfer. Transfers are usually really, really, really easy, especially if you're using the same bank for both personal and business. But you need a separate bank to start, okay? In S-Corp, you are going to need to discuss a reasonable salary with a CPA or an EA, someone who is qualified to talk about the considerations that you need to be making for the IRS. Usually calculating a reasonable salary is part of a compensation audit of sorts. You will end up taking like a little test to talk about where you're spending your time, all of those things. Okay. And they're going to help you come up with that number. Now, in general, for both of y'all, I want you to look at the low end. If you have been making income for at least 12 months, every single month, what have you consistently had in profit that could create some sort of reasonable base for you? Is it $1,000 a month? Is it $2,000 a month? Is it $5,000 a month? I want you to really look at what that looks like. Now, when I'm saying profit in this specific instance, I'm talking about income minus business expenses before you pay yourself. Profit, technically, if you have owner's pay, will take that out on the P&L statement, but I don't need to confuse you with that. I am simply talking about what money is left over after you pay the operating expenses of your business, how much is left over consistently. Now, I'm not saying you should take the full amount, but what has that low amount been? Like, if you look at the last 12 months, what's the lowest amount it has been? And has it been at least that for 12 months? If you can take what it has at least been at for 12 months, I would start that as your predictable base. Okay. Because we're looking at the low end. Now, if you're looking at that number and you're like, that is not an amount of money I can live on. I hear you. And you will likely get paid additionally from that. But I want to create the consistency first. So regardless of the number, I want to create something that you can rely on. So even if you can only rely on the first $500, 
that $500 is going to come like clockwork. Okay. And as you grow, you can adjust what this number is and get to the point that you're making an actual salary in your business as an S corporation. But if you're still sole prop, this is simply about transferring predictably. Okay. So we're going to take that lowest month that you've had for at least 12 months. And we are going to plan to pay ourselves that on a regular schedule. So the schedule can be up to you. You can pay yourself once monthly, bi-weekly. You can pay yourself, they call it semi-monthly. No, two times a month on the 15th and the 31st. I find that kind of hitting the 15th and 31st tends to be more helpful than bi-weekly because then it can be in the middle of months and that can be confusing since your P&L statement is always going to be based on the month. So that's my choice. But if you choose monthly, that's totally fine. Then you're going to want to set yourself up a way to pay yourself that amount, that reasonable compensation. Okay. If you're a sole prop, you're probably going to have to do this manually through some sort of transfer. And if you're an S corporation, you have a required reasonable salary that has to be taken through a payroll provider. We use Gusto and love it bossproject.com slash Gusto, you can get some moolah from Gusto for running your first payroll through them. Highly, highly recommend, highly recommend. And like I said, you're going to need to discuss that reasonable salary with a CPA or an EA so that you can have a proper documented report as to why you took the salary you did. That's not required for sole props, okay? Because S-corps are under scrutiny and consideration from the IRS because the amount you take through your salary is taxed higher than the amount you take through profit distributions. In sole prop, all the money is taxed the same. In an S-corp, your salary is taxed higher than the distributions and thus you must have a reasonable salary or you could be playing the IRS essentially, but there's very loose guidelines as to what constitutes a reasonable salary. So that's why I encourage you to discuss it with a qualified financial professional. So in terms of the fluctuation, that base is really going to be essential to get you started. We're going to talk about what to do with the rest here in just a second, but I know that while I can't personally advise you what a reasonable comp would be, I'm happy to discuss the fluctuation of your cash flow and what sort of base pay would fit where you're at in your business. There's not a right or wrong answer. It's about what you can consistently do. Okay. So next up, we need to create your business lifeline. Okay. We need to build a cash flow account and an emergency fund. Now, If you've heard of things like profit first or other kind of theories out there as to how this works, I need you to just put those aside for a minute and I need you to hear me out, okay? Because I've been doing this a long time and I've looked at so many businesses, financials, and I know what's going to help you feel so much more stable. And so, Let's just talk about it. So we want two accounts, a checking and a savings at a minimum. You can create more later. And I have, 
And I can talk about why if you're curious. But that cash account needs to have one month of operating expenses in it, i.e. the cash flow of your business. What cash do you need in your business to pay all of your bills in a single month? Now, this will likely have to be an averaged amount. I know in general what I need in cash flow for this to work. Now, you do not have to necessarily keep it all in checking. I actually split it up. I have like a set amount that I have a minimum that I keep in checking and I split some into savings, but I know that that's my cash flow fund, right? So at minimum, if you add those two accounts together, in my case, it could be one for you. This is cash and operating dollars. And then you're going to have savings. Now, I don't necessarily call it an emergency fund because I think that has some like connotations about when or when you can't use it. And I don't love that. So we're going to kind of set that term aside for a second. But this is the cash reserves in your business. Okay. It is the backup. It is the stability plan. It is the thing that is going to help even out those bumps. So even when the income is up and down, your personal pay and your team's pay does not have to go up and down. Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. When it comes to hiring, don't go searching for the one. Just meet your match with Indeed. Get unparalleled access to job seekers with over 350 million unique monthly visitors globally, according to Indeed data, and an extended reach through Glassdoor. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. In the minute I've been talking to you, 23 hires were made on Indeed, according to Indeed data worldwide. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. 
I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. So without overly simplifying things, I'll get into what you need here. Ultimately, cash flow, one month of operating, cash reserves, three months of operating. And this needs to include in operating expenses, it needs to include your pay, that base pay that we talked about, plus any team costs, whether they're salaried, and employees or their contractors, plus operational expenses. And if you have a PL statement and you're actively working with a bookkeeper, you can look at averages over the last 12 months. Like on average, how much has your business been spending and paying you? If you were to add in that base salary, and you'll know what number you're shooting for. You know, to start out, you might need 5,000 in your cash flow account and 15,000 in your cash reserves. Some of you may need 40,000 in your cash flow account and 120,000 in your cash reserves. That's okay. <laughs> that is totally fine. There's no right or wrong here, but that is the starting point. That is where we want to get because this is going to create the safety net during economic downturns because that can carry you for 4 months. You could earn not a dollar more and still pay everyone on your team and you for four months straight. And now here's the reality, though. Usually it's not everything going to shit at the same time. Like, yes, it may go down, but it's not going to go down all the way. And so you may have to use a bit of it at a time here and there. But this is going to give you that safety net so that when things go down, you're not immediately letting people go. You're not immediately scrambling to fill in new clients. You don't get desperate. I don't want you to get desperate. I've seen business close because they get too desperate. And part of it is they don't have the proper financial education or background to create the safety net they need. Now, this is not something you're going to have day one, you're probably looking at me like, damn, if I have to leave that much money in my business, like that's going to take forever to build up. Okay. It might take a a hot minute and that's fine, but I want to offer some practical steps on how to build this fund. For some of you, this may happen quickly. Like you may have, if you were to look at the low over time, you may have lows occasionally, but then you may also have like really high profit months where you're making the majority of your income in a year. And you may be able to chalk money away really quickly with a few high profit months. 
others of you, it may take you several years to get to the point that you have four full months of savings. That is okay. I am not about getting there tomorrow. I'm about building towards it. If you wanted to like throw everything at it, you could. But the problem with that and the thing I want to like put a caveat in is because you are a sole prop or an S corp, every dollar you earn that is profit, you have to pay taxes on whether you put it in your personal account or not. And so if you're keeping too much money in your business, then you are going to be paying personally on taxes for money that you've never seen in your personal account. And so that can be really hard on you, on your psyche, and also partnership. So by that, I mean a marriage or a long-term partner. So I don't necessarily want you to do this so fast that you're putting a strain on your personal life either. This is about evening things out. It's not about making it perfect. So I would start by looking at your profit after that base every single month. The profit after that base every single month. And I would keep 50% of that in the business when possible and like distribute the other 50% to yourself through a transfer or a check. Now, if you need to come back and pull a bit more at a quarterly tax time, you can, and that's okay. I personally prefer to keep tax savings outside of the business account so I can forget that money exists for a second when I'm looking at my cash flow. Now, you can get there pretty quickly building this up in the first few years, but the thing is, this changes. As your operational expenses change, the amount of cash you need to keep in the business to keep it healthy changes. And so you're going to have to work towards this potentially over a series of a few years. Now, as you get to the point that you have filled up four months, because you have one in cash flow and three in cash reserves, I'd switch your distributing percentage. And I would start distributing 85% of profit and leaving 15% in the cash flow until you've hit six months in emergency or the equivalent of one month cash flow plus six months cash reserves. I'd stay at that 85-15 until you hit there. Once you get there, baby, distribute 100% of profit, okay? 100% of profit. I have seen so many people continue to save and save and save and save and save and save in their business. And it's a problem because that money is likely sitting in a very low yield savings account and it's not money that's working for you. And I want your business to be an asset that produces cash that you can then use to invest in your future in another way. And I'm going to talk about that in a future episode, but trust me when I say... (laughs) You do not need that much cash sitting in your business. It's not working for you. And the thing I need you to keep in mind, you're like, but what if blah, blah, blah happens? Okay, here's the thing. You're a solo business owner. You're a sole prop or you're an S-corp. Even if you're an S-corp that has partners, because of the way that you are taxed, you can put your own personal money back into the business at any time. At any time. So if you had to float a high month or a big investment, 
you can put cash back in the business. And so it does not make sense to have it just sitting there. So max, I would have one month of cash flow, six months of cash reserves. Now, what does this mean for you? Okay. Consistently, you're going to have that base that we talked about that you're going to pay yourself either bi-weekly, twice throughout the month, or monthly. And then you're going to distribute profit on the same schedule. So you could distribute it once a month, or you could split that up. So like you could take the profit from January as an example, and pay it the percentage out that you were going to pay, you could split that between the 15th and the 31st of the following month after you have the financials of the previous. I wish someone had explained this concept to me earlier in business because understanding how to manage this much cash can be very confusing and a lot to manage and think about because you likely, as you grow your business, will manage far more cash in your business than you touch in reality in your personal life. Not that you won't accumulate more wealth in your personal life, you will, but you're going to end up transferring so many of those things to investments and other assets that it's like out of sight, out of mind on a like monthly basis, you are touching far more cash in your business than you likely will in your personal life. And so it can be a lot to learn. And so building up this space can make such a huge difference. And I know I have seen people benefit from having this kind of savings. What this does for you is, like I mentioned, give you that opportunity to even things out. So it may be still a little bit bumpy. Like some months, those profit distributions are going to be higher than others. But because you have the predictable base, you know what that minimum looks like. And I want people to spend some time unlearning that they are going to get a consistent distribution. Like consistent distributions are just simply not guaranteed in any business. And they are a bonus based on their performance of the business. And so I don't want you to get stuck in a situation where you're trying to distribute more than the business can afford, and you're going to potentially put yourself out of business or require a layoff or restructuring or major scrambling moments, trying to find a loan, all of these things. Not that you can't have debt on your business, not that you can't get a loan. I think those things can be powerful tools if done right and utilized appropriately. But I do think it requires having some skills to manage finances on the regular. Now, I know that this can feel like a lot. How do I decide what my base is? How do I manage and price appropriately so that I can make sure there is profit in my business? How do I build this up so I have a way to manage that cash flow and look at it on a regular basis and understand it? It's a lot. And I want you to know that inside the incubator, I'm here to help you work through these things. These are the kinds of conversations I love to have because it's going to empower you not just today, but for years into the future. And so no question's a dumb question. I want to talk about it. I'm here for you. 
And you can definitely find out more by going to bossproject.com slash incubator. Now, I imagine some of you are feeling like this sounds great, but my problem isn't necessarily managing the cash flow as much as it is. I feel like I have no control over leads right now. And I get it. (laughs) And so I want to help you fill the lead gap and really talk about what's going on. Because there are some instrumental changes happening on the internet at the moment that are disconnecting small business from their prospective buyers. There's more pay-to-play opportunities than ever But because of the privacy laws that have been put in place or even independent privacy settings made by like major players like Apple, it is disrupting people's ability to reach. And so we have to pay attention to what do we have control over? What do we have control over? And we may not always have control over getting more leads. But you do have some control over some strategies that are going to help you improve your conversions and also help you convert more people into new offerings. And so one of the couple of the things, there's so many things that can be done, but a couple things that I know will make a big difference right away. And these are things you can implement without the lead search kind of initiative. These are things you can start doing. If you are currently in a one call approach. Like you have one conversation, you talk with someone about their needs, and then you're immediately pitching them all in one. I highly, highly encourage you to move to a two-step process where you have a discovery call and a sales call. I have seen so many of our clients build more rapport than ever and create more long-term clients who convert at a higher rate by simply splitting these up into two calls. So I definitely encourage you to try that approach. Two, I would love to see you take a sales call and really make it a sales presentation. I've seen a lot of people do this on the phone or on Zoom just talking, which is fine. Like there's nothing wrong with it. It can be incredibly effective. Not everyone needs to have visuals to make an effective case for why they're going to be good to work with someone. But I know enhancing the sales pitch with a strategic presentation can really make a huge difference in illustrating what you're saying and showing how prepared you are to have this conversation. It makes people feel so much more special than just words. And so if you're looking for something like this, we do have great templates inside of the Creative Template Shop, which you can find at creativetemplateshop.com. But we also have a built-in one inside the incubator. You get a sales presentation template that can make all the difference. And in this presentation, it is a journey. Like we are not just putting a proposal together visually. We're not just saying, here's the deliverables, here's the price, here's the next steps. Ready, set, go. We're really talking about and setting the stage for why you're the answer to their problems and illustrate that you know what you're saying (laughs) and make it an easy yes for them. And so 
all the strategy is included in those sales presentations. You also can offer special promotions. I think a lot of people who do not like discounting, which I totally get, I do not discount my services ever, ever. I have discounted programs and products, but I've never discounted a service. And so I'm not saying you should go out and cut your prices, but I do think in a lead gap space, you can create special promotions to book for a new season and really drum it up like it's a launch, but get people excited about it. I'm booking for fall 2023. I have five spots open. And then like as they book up, you say, I have three spots open. I have two spots open. Create some of that FOMO. Get people excited. Like make it a party. Make it something they want to be a part of. And part of this is just talking about the fact that you're booking at all. So many of you wait to just educate. Like you're only talking about educational tools and you're not saying that, oh, by the way, I actually do this for a living. And then you're also not talking about that you're having these conversations. Saying something like, oh, I had a discovery call today with da 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 and they're doing this and I can't wait to help them with, with this. Like, I don't care if you even landed the pitch, you just talking about you doing more discovery calls is going to make you look so smart, <laughs> like the expert that people want to book. And it does create that FOMO. So I think that can really help. I also know that having and expanding your offerings during a time when you have less leads can be really helpful. The people who aren't converting, maybe they're really, really, really excited, but for some reason, they're not booking into your primary or strategic service of sorts. What is something they need that will set them up for success and illustrate to them that you are the solution they need and give them a taste of what you do and allow you to get paid to plan for what you would do. So I love a good lead-in offer, things like an audit, an intensive, some sort of planning or playbook situation. All of that can be all the work that you would normally do in the first stage of working with you and your bigger thing. And you doing it as a one-off before not only allows people to get them to say yes to something that's less expensive initially, but it's going to illustrate the value and allow you to also book them on the back end into your bigger offer. Now, a lot of this is really about getting out of your own way. I think we can get in this season where we're telling ourselves over and over again, there's not enough leads. There's not enough people. No one wants to buy from me. No one wants to work with me. And if you keep telling yourself that story, you're going to keep not doing the things that are going to help you move through it. And so get out of your own damn way and do more of what works. What's gotten you leads in the last six months? Where did the people who actually booked with you come from? What was their story? What was their interactions with you like? How did they go from here to there? Do more of what works. Now, if you're like, this sounds great, but I need help figuring out what of those things to focus on and I need more support in improving my sales process, I got you, girl. I got you. That's why I developed the incubator. 
Okay. And we're going to chat about that here in just a second. So that was a lot, man. We just did so much together. I hope you are feeling empowered and excited about creating your own base salary. That feels like such a big girl thing to do. I hope that creating this savings plan allows you to create more consistency behind the scenes and how you're handling your finances. And I hope it gives you an opportunity to make some plans that you feel like you have more in control of. Because while today I would have loved to been like, here's how we're going to double your income tomorrow. Sure. Okay. I can't guarantee that. But what I can guarantee you is creating more sustainability by knowing and understanding your finances and knowing and understanding what your business can afford and how you can save appropriately to even out those bumps in the future. And so I know the things we talked about today are things you can be implementing. Now, I don't want you to miss a thing. And there's so much happening right now, so much happening. And while I try to say all the things on the podcast, I can't possibly say all of them. And so I need you to do me a favor and I need you to go to bossproject.com slash sign up. You need to get on the email list. I can also get you a freebie, but but that's not the point. I just need you to stay in the loop. So go to bossproject.com slash sign up to stay in the loop and hear more things. Also, if you have not yet followed Boss Project on Instagram, now is the time. If you have questions about today's podcast, definitely send a DM over there. And also... At the same time, you'll find my personal handle, Abigail says, in the bio. Click over to that. Follow me there. And if you have something you feel like is a bit more personal and you don't want anyone else to see, feel free to DM me at Abigail says. I would be happy to have a private conversation. Now, I'd like to personally take that private conversation, not just on social media, but to have it over Zoom. Like, I want to really see your faces. I want to hear how things are going in your business. I want to help you go from booked out and still feeling a little bit strapped to booked out and feeling more financially free and like you have opportunities to pursue things that you haven't previously even imagined because you didn't have the time or space. I want to help give you that time and space back. I want to help give you the financial education you need. I want to help you grow your business create more leads, convert more sales, all of the things, okay? And the fall cohort to the incubator is opening so, so soon. And to get in on all of that knowledge and support and access, you need to be a part of this thing. So there's no obligation at all. I simply would love to have a conversation. So you can go to bossproject.com slash incubator. You're going to fill out a short form to tell me a little bit more about you and your business and your personal challenges right now, what you're going through, where you're going, what growth you're excited about, and you will be redirected after you fill out that short form to book a call with me. I'd love to chat with you personally. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. We're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. 
Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind the scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show, but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.